I'm Jessica. I'm Devin. We founded a media company to help promote local artists and goof off with our friends. It's not always easy running all these shows, but we decided to add another to our list. This is The Other Show. So we're playing this game, Call of the Sea. Oh my god. The Gungans. <laughs> the Gungans. Tarantino. Tarantino. Poor Tarantino. Plank. <laughs> Poor El Phil. Yeah. Phil kind of got left out of that a little bit. It's this it's this puzzle game, right? It's on um it's on Game Pass and That's a beautiful game. It is very pretty, yeah. Um I'm thoroughly enjoying watching you play. I'm also enjoying watching you get frustrated at the puzzles. There are some puzzles. The first two the first two levels make kind of sense. Then you got to the next one. It makes sense. I'm just an idiot and didn't figure it out and was doing it wrong. That was on me. Chapter four though. I call I call shenanigans. That puzzle makes no when you know how to get through that last puzzle was it was chapter four right the one with yeah, the like yeah, spinning yeah, yeah. things yeah, with the, the north nonsense. star whatever yeah makes no sense i had to watch somebody do it and he was the only person that like explained it to you and he did and as he's explaining this i started looking at the notes that i had like from the game like how would i have figured this out myself there's no way to figure that out yourself without truth like trial and error that's the only way and not even just trial and error you have to hope you got it right yeah didn't he also it's say that so stupid yes yeah, yeah he said that like there's no like rhyme or reason he said most people fr- brute force it or just get lucky and as i'm doing i'm like it makes sense because the way he's ex- describing how the freaking puzzle works is not how the game says it should work the way you and me were trying to do it would have made sense but it's not the way it worked and it made me so mad i don't know man i mean we were we were definitely pulling out a thread, but ultimately that thread was leading to nowhere because I would never been able to guess that's the way that circle was supposed to move. It doesn't make any sense. If you guys want to see the gameplay, it should be on Gray Man Gaming. It's probably not. A, I don't know when this comes out, but it's if it's on, not there, it'll be there soon, and you'll see us struggle with this because the all right the way that circle worked. Remember where you have to start at the top, yeah. and then you push the button, and it turns in circle whatnot. Right. The way we thought, all right, it's got the one, two, three, four. You spin it, and then it does this and that. No, the entire circle changes. Yeah. It doesn't change where the other little star is. Like, but the whole thing in the book says the star does move. Yeah. So it just completely backwards its own thing. Well, and the other thing that was frustrating also was that the the guy who you followed so that we could finally finish this puzzle, he he actually had one less clue than us. Yes, that Remember, too. Like we had a whole extra bit in the in the journal and it it seemed to it that one piece led us to the thread that we were pulling at, mm-hmm. and it just it seems like the the creators went in and attempted to make the puzzle easier, and in fact they made it even more difficult by adding something that made no sense. Yes, because again, even that's, though the puzzle in the just, beginning didn't make any damn sense. Yeah, after following, like he didn't have that clue, and that clue is like if you read it. That should be how the puzzle works. No. If you don't listen to the clue, eventually you might be able to figure it out. But at the same time, no. I'm so scared. Maybe I haven't played puzzle games enough. Like, enough of them to know. Maybe that's a normal, like, puzzle style. Like, a puzzle style in games. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen it. And it was so frustrating. I I mean, I've played, obviously, I've played more video games than you. But 
I I don't play a whole lot of puzzle games, and I I have no idea. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. Puzzle games in general tend to frustrate me. I know you enjoy them. I do. But even when they frustrate me, just being able to figure it out is so. It just makes you so happy. You're yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's satisfying <laughs> up until you play games like Call of the Sea, where there's this this puzzle that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, or like The Witness, which also had you know solutions to problems that didn't make any sense and also there was a bunch of them if if i remember correctly in the witness there was a bunch of them that were like math and algebra related oh yeah yeah when you got to that later end like most people when they had to go through that they had to look it up yeah because it got so difficult or it did they didn't explain it at all mm-hmm. and you just had to figure it out the earlier parts of the witness were really good yeah, really good yeah. puzzles fantastic but then once you got to the end I had to brute force it or I had to look it up every single time. Not uh, one of the puzzles made sense after that. One of the first games that we, the first game that I ever played on uh, on Xbox One, I almost said the, the new console, that was <laughs> years ago. Um, on Xbox One, it was Numa. It was a free game. That Beautiful I, game too. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and all of the main puzzles made sense. It was all the ones that were like, through multiple levels that you had to like do this certain thing. And that makes this picture on the wall change on this other level that actually (laughs) happened earlier in the game. So you have to leave that level and go, I don't know how people were to figure that out. I have no idea. And if we didn't look it up, there's no way we would have 100% that game. Yeah. You kind of got to get lucky on some of those. That's why like, I love puzzle games Mm because they can be a lot of fun, but then sometimes you hit one specific type of puzzle and it's like, Either it doesn't, maybe it just doesn't make sense to you or like to me, maybe there's just sometimes it doesn't, but there's a lot of times I've seen in puzzle games I've played that they just don't explain it enough or Mm. they need to put a couple more hints in there somewhere of how, like what you should be looking for, what string to start pulling at. Well, watching, and the other thing about puzzle games, there's a certain genre of ones that I really like. Watching you play The Witness, I could tell that wasn't my type of puzzle game. There's no narrative. You're literally dropped into a sandbox world. I mean, there's like some like yeah, small there little was, tidbits. There was some kind of narrative, but, but you, it, again, you lose it once the puzzle gets so hard. Well, it becomes unplayable. And it's not, it doesn't even matter uh, from everything that I've seen. And I've watched multiple people talk about this game. It's like very, very small little bits of a story that's really kind of incomplete. And it's, you never really. There's no conclusion. Yeah. You yeah. basically just dropped into a sandbox to, to figure out puzzles, which cool whatever Mm -hmm. but the ones i really like are the ones with narrative that way you're kind of like the puzzles are you're playing the game for the story the puzzles are the are the path to get there yeah exactly and in numa it the the narrative was that you're like you just kind of spring into existence and it turns out you're a god Mm -hmm. and so through through solving the puzzles you're like you know becoming more and more aware of your of your higher powerness whatever yeah whatever it is you want to (laughs) say and mm-hmm. and in Call of Sea, Call of the Sea, um, even though it's kind of wild and all over the place, there there's very much a narrative, and I would argue, even though it is all over the place and it's kind of far fetched and stuff, it does all the puzzles. Like in Numa, it was like kind of sometimes the puzzles were like, okay, you're just giving me a puzzle to solve. This doesn't really make sense with the story. Yeah. Everything in Call of the Sea, it's. Yeah, it all works super all, well. Yeah, all the puzzles are designed around the story. Yeah. Some of them nice. are difficult, but if you like the yeah. way they introduce each one into it, yes, it's really cool. Which is ultimately what makes it 
even more, you know, frustrating when you do hit that puzzle that you can't figure out. Cause it's like, not only is this a puzzle that I can't figure out, which you uh, can't go any further. Yeah. You also can't progress the story because the, you know, the story that the, the cutscene and stuff that happened from what I can remember after we solved that puzzle that we couldn't figure out, you know, the story keeps going. So the puzzle was still <laughs> built within the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, I'm trying to think of any other puzzle games we play. I mean, I guess there was some of them, uh, what was the the one where you was a way out? That was oh uh, yeah, I guess that one was kind of a puzzle it, game. at least in the yeah. beginning. And I think the yeah, then it kind of turned to like an adventure game yeah. more than anything. And in my opinion, that game mm-hmm. was a lot less fun once you got out of the prison, which is unfortunate because the prison was like the first only the, like the first two hours of the game. Yes, because yeah, the first the first little bit of like all right, you watch out, we're gonna go do this. We got to dig through a wall here, there, and then yeah, once you get out, it's like run through here. Go find something in this house. Eventually, you like find his daughter and like, okay, you can go play basketball now. Yeah. <laughs> or throw darts for like the rest of the game. I think you did one of those. And, and the story was really cool, but like, I don't know, like especially towards the end, like where you where it kind of turns into like a third person like cover shooter. Yeah, basically. And I'm, at first, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of neat, but the the gameplay wasn't very good. Um, the enemies were like. I, mean, I don't even think we died once. Like it was not no. challenging at no. all. If they could redo that game, just take that first part and make that a five-hour game of just mm-hmm. trying to escape. Like there's different yeah. levels of the prison. You got to get out each one. That would be a cool game. Yeah. I'm assuming there's probably one out there somewhere. But the way they did do the beginning of that was really good. Yeah, it was awesome. And like the teamwork you had to use there was the way that game should have ran. Yeah, couch co-op is always something that I get really excited about whenever. New it's games. so rare. It is, yeah. So, so when new games are doing it, you know. So I'm ex- excited to play this new one, this other one that we're about to play. And then I guess 12 Minutes was a puzzle game, but it was like, I don't know. I don't I don't really think that it was. That was more just unlocking dialogue. I mean, there was a puzzle to it, but it was really just figuring out the combination of dialogue to hit. Yeah, you got to hit the right one. At the beginning, it was a cool little puzzle game. Like, oh, figured this out, this out. But, yeah, once you got – again, it's one of those games that at the beginning, it's really good, and it just – by the end – I get, like, you kind of needed it for the story, but at the same time, like, hide something else somewhere. Like, yeah. make something else just randomly spawn somewhere at, after this happens, and, like, now it's a different type of puzzle game. And it might have just been because I'm dumb, and, like, it took me forever to figure out some stuff that should have been, you know, looking back should have been fairly obvious. And so it might have been just the fact that I just did loops over and over and over again, and that kind of killed it. But, like... Yeah, repetitiveness. Yeah, because, like, I, I feel like if I was just better at puzzle games in general and I could have got through that game in the amount of time that, you know, they say it's supposed to take you, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been so dead with it. Puzzle yeah. games are fun. Yeah. You just got to find the one that you like and you're willing to suffer through. For our anniversary... I bought us AJR tickets, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm a much bigger fan of AJR than you are. I'm still a big fan of them, especially yeah. after seeing them live. Holy crap. Yeah, well, let's be honest, before seeing them live, not as big of a fan. Yeah, that's fair. But they're still, like, they're still really good. Like, if yeah. you were listening to their music, like, they're very, very talented. Yeah. I uh, And their music videos. I love watching those just because not all artists direct their own, but basically they do direct it because they're paying for it. And they actually, they write, direct it all. And it's really cool to see that kind of creativity come out of people. Mm. And you definitely saw that in their live performance. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, it's called The Click is their, I think it's their first studio album. I don't want to be quoted on that because, again, I'm not 
okay orchestra. It's a solid album. Every song, minus the trick. <laughs> it's the only one I'm just like, and it's not like it's bad. It's just like, uh, there's got to be a worse song on the album, right? And for me, it's that one. Like every album, it doesn't matter if the album is like, like uh, I'm, you know, I'm a huge stan of Eminem. That's where that name came from, by the way. I don't know if a lot of new people know that. In fact, I know they don't. No, they don't. And it's funny to watch it happen. I I, I, well, I had to explain it to somebody one time, and it, I was like, are you really? What? You don't know? That's the name of the song. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's there's a bad, even even me, I'm a huge, huge M fan. Outside of Revival, again, everybody's got an album that you don't like, but I think everyone can agree Revival's the worst one. Is that that one after recovery, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. The one that no like nobody likes basically. I'm sure there's some people. <laughs> but <laughs> I I actually have not listened to that one, I don't think, but at my, all. But my point is is like even on um like on recovery, um Seduction. It's I like it. It's a really good song and it's one of my favorite Eminem songs. It's the worst one on that album. It just <laughs> is. It's just is. It it it's a great song. It's just the worst one on that album. What am what my point is <laughs> Is that no matter how good an album is, there has to be a worst song. Yeah. There's always a best song. There's always a worst song. There's everything in between. And everyone's worst song. Okay. Actually, on average, usually there's one song that for some reason everybody can agree on that this is just not the best one on the album. I don't know. But in general, everyone does have their least favorite because... Like as you're listening, it's you're like, just this an one, opinion. Yeah, this <laughs> one. When you're listening to the album, like this is the song that just it doesn't click with me. So I'm, it's not my song right now. And we're trying to like, defend our our position here. It's just a, I almost cussed again. It's you just have- an opinion. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's just an opinion. In my opinion, which I'm allowed to have, <laughs> the trick is the my least favorite on the album. What's your favorite song off that album? Oh. Okay, Overture is probably my favorite. Yeah. It's just, it's not the best standalone. It's just because it's It puts it's them all, all together. It's yeah, all of them. It puts and them all together. And it's so, I don't know, I like to sing it. I like yeah. to sing it. It's so, um, you know, there, you, you don't, it's not exhausting because it's going through so many different melodies and whatnot. Yeah. But no, probably way less sad. I mean, that one just, that one really hits. Yeah. That's a good song. Hits me right in the feels. <laughs> but the way that they... Humpty Dumpty's pretty good, too. I love Humpty Dumpty. It's uh, a good song. Yeah, I love it. I love their... Um, what is that? Their honorable way of doing Humpty Dumpty without having to spend the time to. to I like, wanted them it. to do it. I know, but I do love the way they did it for that concert, like with having their trumpet player do yeah. all that. And then at the end, like they honorized this by making that the big one that they threw out there. I love it. Well, and... What I was saying about the, gosh, this is going to go, this this one's going to go long. Because I, I got a lot to say about this, all right? What I was saying about the song was that it is my least favorite song, but they mixed it, when they did the live performance, they mixed it with my absolute favorite song from Neo Theater, which was Dear Winter. That is my absolute favorite song from that album. And so they mixed it, and instead of doing the, I guess the break in between, um, the verses and chorus for Dear Winter, which is kind of like... It's just a guitar, basically, right? Yeah. Instead, yeah. they switched that for the kind of um, in-between part for... The trick? The trick. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it worked really well, and I wish that there was an MP3 version of that, like, studio quality, because it was... I would listen to that one a hundred times. You might be able to find one on YouTube somewhere. Possibly. But, yeah, they did really good. They're um, definitely... Like, they're so good. They're performers. Oh, yeah. and what I liked about that song, 
they took the time he ran off stage to dress just like his music video and i thought that was so funny but so cool at the same time he yeah. took he didn't have to that was the only song he wore that shirt for was that like red like shirt the same thing he did only song he wore that for what and i you, thought that was kind of cool he, they were doing the set the scene mood what was, was your cool. what was your favorite um maybe not their song or the performance but what was like your favorite like set design that they had for oh they did such a good job yeah i know right definitely the what was the opening song again the one where he's walking what's that one uh no your th- the opening song was bummerland they did bummerland first you're thinking of the second song that they did um, yeah where he was like walking in the background that set with the 3d of him walking back there with a whole bunch of hymns that he was doing the hat yeah what song was that dang it um i don't remember what song we have it on video somewhere devin input <laughs> Obviously, uh, it's the one that goes um, redacted. I I love that they did open up with that because they're just like we're throwing no, this out how, here. Right that now. wasn't the song they opened with. <laughs> it, well, that's how they ended the song because they combined both of them. The no, lights did not go out till after they said that. I don't that. think you're right about that. The lights did not go out till after they said I that. I have it. Oh, yeah, the lights didn't go out till after because I thought that was such a cool way to open up their show because they were just like we're going for it. We're just gonna go for it. No, but that set was really cool. Uh, <laughs> no, I know that they did because I watched the videos and they and it, yeah. when I was filming it, it goes from darkness to him screaming, "What's up, Louisville?" See, before he even addressed, they even addressed the audience. They did Bummerland after the big face. The lights went dark for a split second. They came back up. He said, "What's up, Louisville?" And then they started the song you're talking about. It was the second. Okay. It was the second song <laughs> of the set. None of this that matters. Was, yeah. That one was really cool, and I liked the um, the one where. What song is it? <laughs> is it called So Cool or Joe? Is that what it's called? Joe. Is that what it's called? I like the setup they did for that one. Is that it's because it's called Joe? Uh, Something like that. You know yeah. what song I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's just called Joe. I've listened but, to this album at least <laughs> like a hundred times. I can't remember the name of the song. But like right them now. setting up like the classroom real quick, like having all those people out there. Yeah, I know, just a but quick, it was a cool setup. I I did like this. I did like the set. I agree with you, but I didn't like. I wanted to hear the the, the regular version of the song. <laughs> they did like a almost like kind of tribal acoustic kind of version of the song, which was neat. But I really like the version. He of the went song. back in time. Version of the song. That's what yeah, they said. <laughs> okay, let's that see. and also them doing their magic tricks. That was pretty cool. My, that was pretty cool. My absolute favorite. I think he jumped from one side of the stage to the other. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely didn't have a double. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> It was great. It was awesome. It, it's very easy to figure out, but it looked cool. Okay? It did. And, it looked really cool. But um, the like my favorite. There was a lot of ones where they didn't really do any kind of set design. They just did like colors and stuff. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. fine. It still looked great. It mm-hmm. still looked awesome. My favorite one of those was when they did "I'm Weak." Um, the colors mm-hmm. and the way that the lights hit the um, the audience and stuff, and it, that was really cool. My absolute favorite was when um they did. Okay, no, they did um, ordinaryish people. And yeah, that did, one was interesting. And then yeah. they, when they had like the, I don't know the names of the guys, they had the the drums and they were bouncing around the blue. The ball. young brother and the old brother. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, in with, the vi- it's you're with, watching it now if you're watching yeah. the video version. <laughs> but of this, like they're but, yeah with them like going with the background, which was yeah. really cool. And then they, they made hit, it look so real did yeah. amazing and then they hit and then when the when the music came back in and all the colors just exploded <laughs> on the stage i was oh, i was gorgeous yeah. it was so pretty but yeah no the, the walking one was really cool yeah. really good like 3d yeah. effect with that like however they did, made that work fantastic big fan yeah um want to see more 
We can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs> see what I did there? That's another mm-hmm. song off their other album. <laughs> What's your what would you say is your favorite song on the album? On their new album? No, on their old album. On their first album, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> My issue is I don't know which songs were on which albums that I know from them. It's not, it's okay. It's not like you just saw them in concert. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a lot I like a lot of their music. I don't think I have a favorite favorite. Mm. Like I have songs I don't like. We spent, but like I six, have yeah. We we spent like six <laughs> minutes explaining how we are. Songs I don't like, but I don't think I really have a favorite favorite. Mm. Bang is really really good. Sober yeah, Up's think. a good one too. Sober Up's you great. Like that. Yeah. Did they do that one? Yes, they yeah, did. They did that one. Yeah. That was the one with the rain in the background. We're looking all wet. Mm. Yeah, that was another thing when they like towards the end of the. I, was it the absolute end? Yeah, with the water. I have that came. one on my on my phone. Yeah. Fantastic 3D effect. I've showed so many people that, and they're like, how did they do that? I'm like, I don't know, but I want to see it again. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> uh, it's Yeah, no, it, they are a great performer. Let's talk about the opening acts. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, though? That's kind of mean. No, I, I think it's just, I don't think that we're going to say anything wrong. I mean, I didn't see the aces, like, uh, basically not, we'll, at well, all. Let's, we'll get there. <laughs> we were at the Louisville Palace. Yes. By the way, guys, we were at the Louisville We were at the Louisville Palace. Uh, we Beautiful had, place. We had great seats, um, and I mean it was a it was an expensive night out. But I mean, all in all, as far as concerts go, it wasn't that expensive. So we're at the Louisville Palace. So we're at the Louisville <laughs> Palace, and uh, you know we'll put some pictures here, probably maybe, and, uh, <laughs> and and it's a seated venue. Yes. Right. So we're we we got there real early. That way we can make sure you know we could get to our seats in a timely manner and. Blah, blah, blah. Be good stewards. We were being, we were trying to be good 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 concert goers. Um, so Daisy the Great, who did record player with AJR, along with what were, what was the other song? Oh no, you can't ask me that question. I think Diamond Tears is one of the new ones they sang. Because that's another thing is like these uh, Daisy the Great were their new artists. They went on tour with AJR and they have a song with them. From what they told us, I haven't listened to all their music, but they said everything they were playing was from an except unreleased for the album, three songs. Yeah. except for like their most popular. I'm like, if you're going on a big tour for yeah. the first time, shouldn't you play all the songs that are out that people kind of would know you by? Yeah. Evidently, no. They played all their like. I get playing some new ones, but evidently they played most of their set. Yeah. Was unreleased songs. You could tell, which was interesting. A, you could tell that they were traveling with a band. Right, because they didn't get to use the LEDs and the screens and stuff. All they got to do was have their name up. Yeah, I think they, they used a little bit of lighting right at that last song, but that was it. Well, yeah, they used like the spotlights and stuff, but they didn't. They didn't have yeah. the whole set to to yeah. their disposal. They didn't have money out yet for that. Right, my their guitar or their bassist did not care. Well, and they <laughs> and they also didn't. They that also clearly didn't have the money to hire like um, a light director to to do that because I because if you're touring with a band, right, like. I've never understood why that why lighting directors don't do it for all artists on well, it. Because AJR is almost certainly paying for their own light director. I mean, yeah, but like he's I don't they got, know. They definitely got enough going on. Yeah, this is fair. Um, oh, yeah. I want to see like I wouldn't mind seeing Days of the Great in like five years. Give yeah. them because they That's, have the energy. You could see all of them have the energy mm-hmm. to do a good show. They just ha- haven't had the experience or the money to do yeah, what yeah. they like could do. I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, probably video, in video form, 
then perform in like five years and see what happens. Yeah. Um, they did fine. They're, mm-hmm. You can just tell they're new. They're newer. Um, I don't think that they have, like you said, I don't think they have the experience. And also, I'm not a fan of their music in general in the first yeah. place, so that doesn't help. So they, I wasn't their audience, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also unfortunate that, you know, they're kind of unknown. And AJR, while not being a huge band, is a much larger band. And everybody was – it's not like a festival – where like people are just going to see bands because they're just huge fans of music. Yeah, everybody was, that was there, they was, were going to see AJR. Everybody was pretty much yeah. there to see AJR. Which you know, fine, whatever. But um, anyway, the, I thought I thought they did fine. Nothing to write home about. The Aces. The Aces. Now the reason I brought up that we <laughs> the read Aces the, the guys. Palace, <laughs> um. Oh, uh, here's what I'll say about the Aces. Uh, from what I heard, sounded <laughs> sounded pretty good. From what I could tell, you know, bassist was just chilling. She was having a good I time, but that's all I could see. see. Anything, uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> the Louisville Palace is a seated venue, and look, I get it. You, you're you're there to have fun, and you know, a lot of people are younger than us. We're kind of they might have been four or five drinks in. <laughs> we're also yeah. That's another thing to say is that we're sober, so you know. Okay, whatever. That These being said, two girls in front of us stood up, and the whole <laughs> time, the aces were on stage. Like Devin said, they sounded pretty good. Mm. Neither of us really got to see the show. <laughs> there was just two branches of an oak tree, <laughs> kind of waving in front of our faces. They're very small individuals. The very small little bit I saw, I like. I still say it gave me Michael Jackson vibes. Whatever the main <laughs> chick from the aces was wearing. Just the way her hair was cut, the jacket she was wearing, and just like, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> I was getting some weird vibes of that, which was weird. Because uh, then you heard her voice, and it was like melodic. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Yeah. Not what I expected. I think that they put, <laughs> I, I would even go as far as to say that I will eventually look up some of their music. And yeah, give, I wouldn't mind. Give it a shot. Because their music, music part sounded really good. Yeah. Don't know about their set. Have no idea what, what it <laughs> we've no like. idea what now. They perform fairly well from again from what I heard. Um, listen, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, like there were multiple times where they turned around and they definitely noticed. And there's no way that they, they didn't, didn't care. They didn't care at all. And like, minded also the people in front of them and in front of that and in front of that and in front of that all sitting down. It's not like they needed to look up either. Again, they also, they were dancing the majority of the time. They were not dancing with the music. You could tell they've never heard of this music no, ever, ever, ever. And again, they were drinking, so fine, whatever. But That's like, not true. When I did hear this part. When one, the Aces lead singer was like, this is for anyone who has a crappy ex. And then they're like, that's me. Yeah, and so did the people sitting next to me. And I'm just sitting there like in my life, I was dying inside. It took everything to not have to leave for a second and come back. It was so funny. That's really jarring because it's like <laughs> for somebody who's been in, in a fairly successful re- relationship for the last decade, uh, and then hearing everybody around you go, "Yeah, f- fuck him," and I'm just sitting there like, "Love you, babe." <laughs> dying all these girls were losing their shit over this and i'm like and then again like you said weren't dancing to the music they had mm. never heard this song before well, and that's my whole point. song played I keep afterwards away from it that's my whole point is like they weren't even there to see them they didn't know the music and they were standing in our freaking way 
Not that I cared, because again, just like everyone else, we were there to see AJR, but I would have liked to have seen something other than bed sheet. Because that's what she, she was, was wearing. wearing a bed sheet. Okay? I was upset. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Whatever. It was clear that we were old. It's fine. Whatever. I had a good time. I had a great time. I'm still having a good time from it. I, I had a great time. Liquid Death was there. There, dude, there was liquid death everywhere. I think they halfway sponsored the concert at that I point. I told you about that. <laughs> I told you about that. They have a competition for that, uh, for Live Nation, which is the people who own the venue. So, yeah, they, they did great. Yeah. AJR did phenomenal. Like you said, it. All the opening acts did a really good job. They did. Like, fine. we've seen worse. Like, I feel like what we heard from the Aces, but even what we saw from Kate, like Daisy the Great, they were still a little better than what we saw back when we saw Red in concert. Yeah. They were still really good. When she, that's another, that's another whole beast. Because like there was a band there that like, when they performed, it was like, wow, these guys are awesome. Then you go and listen to their music. It's like this is not awesome. No, it was so bad. It's not yeah. awesome at all. Yeah, they were way better live than they were. I don't even remember what was the name. I don't know. We as human. Well, just dox them then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know if they're still making music. I don't also. know. Who cares? Yeah, Daisy the matter. Great. The Aces, AJR, they all did a fantastic job. They did great. They did great. I highly recommend if, you know, they're still touring by the time this episode comes out and you can get tickets. You you won't be able to, but, you know, try. But in a few years when somebody does eventually see this and AJR tours again, go see them. You're probably going to get a really good show out of it. They did. Really cool. Really good. They did, you know, and I've, I've been following the tour very closely because, you know, you were surprised by their performance. I was surprised. I'm not going to say, like, I was expecting it or anything. I didn't really know what to expect. But after seeing Imagine Dragons, I assumed that the the performance was going to not be like, obviously, Imagine Dragons was playing in a much bigger venue. They probably mm -hmm. had way more money and whatnot to put on a performance and a set, whatnot. Mm -hmm. So there was something more grand about Imagine Dragons. But I, I knew what a more, you know, mainstream type band. Concert looks like now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the knew. first concert I've been to in seven years. Yeah, and most like of that. the concerts you went to went to weren't like, you know, they didn't have the funds that mainstream bands do. I mean, that's not true. Skrillex I, or I saw a, I saw a Skillet on Winter Jam, which yeah, Skillet Skillet's like one of the biggest like Christian arts. And on Winter Jam, they did it down at the Fair Center and the the Expo Center, or whatever. I was there. Not the not the year I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But, like, they put on a really good show. A lot of pyro, a lot of really cool lighting. But I've never seen what somebody can do in a small venue. Because the only small venue I saw was red. And they right. basically they took pyro out and just spray-painted the wall. Kind of sad, because I was coming to see pyro. They were they played good. I mean, yeah, they did. It, it, was fun. it was a fun concert. It just wasn't, it wasn't a show. Yeah. I, I liked seeing a show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I went into AJR, and I, and I was kind of excited about it because I was hoping that they would put on, you know, a really good performance. Again, I've been following the tour very closely. I knew, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I mm -hmm. knew the level at which they yeah. were coming at. And I knew that it was not anything that you had seen yet before. Again, I would say a lot of the, the elements from AGR was even more impressive than some of the stuff I saw from Imagine Dragons because Imagine Dragons was more like, again, a spectacle big and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have no 3D pool, did they? Well, no, because you wouldn't have been able to recreate that in a Yum Center. Yeah, no, not without having like 3D all around in a box. Yeah, you just, wouldn't have been able to do it. That's get two spins. You wouldn't have been able to do it. So I think like, I don't know. This may have been one of the best performances I've ever seen. I mean, it definitely is one of, but I haven't seen that many. Yeah, it was the best one I've ever seen. 
they were the only out, thing that tops that is when I used to see pyro out in the expo center. But I mean, pyro is cool, but it wasn't. I mean, it's just fire. I know you're a pyromaniac. I'm but. a pyromaniac. Well, I've seen that. I've also seen drums like spin on their sides. I've seen singers swing through a, the That's roof, kinda which cool. kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I've seen them raise a thing, freaking like 200 feet in the air. I don't think anybody does cool. shows like AJR does. No, like they did. Well, I think people are slowly because artists are realizing it's not about just going and playing. Like it used, like yeah. it, you used to be like, I just wanted to go see them, buy merch, and like say hi to them. Right. Now it's like, no, you need to put on a show. You need to make a music yeah. video come to life on stage. Yeah. Otherwise, no one's gonna really enjoy it. They could have just sat home for that. They people want a spectacle now. They want that because they come by and again, I knew this going in because, uh, you know, they 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 were talking about it on social media, but like um. They kind of combine like a comedy show with magic with, you know, a concert. They give you all of it in one. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was really good. I'm very happy, and I cannot wait to see where they are in five years. Five years. Can you imagine seeing them do something in a Yum Center? Oh, man. Probably less. You think it'd be less cool? If they say no, they had the fun, cool. say how they had the funds. You think well, they if they're could- playing at Yum Center? They have the funds. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing what they could do with no, that much you room? Can't, you can't. <laughs> have you been in the Yum Center? No. You cannot. You could <laughs> no. not. You could not do what they did at the Yum Center. You can do very neat, cool stuff, but like you know, especially like up in the nosebleeds and stuff. You can't. You're not going to be able to make out the details and stuff of what AJR did in that smaller venue. You yeah, wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't that's have been fair. able to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It would still be very interesting. I would love to the, the one of the concerts we got to do before, you know, we're old and decrepit. We got to do a, a like one of the big big names at like the Yum Center. Like we got to go see the like, weekend we gotta, at the Yum Center. Or petition for it now. Or like uh <laughs> or, or like an Imagine Dragons, you know, you, you know, one of these really bigger bands, you got to see it. You know, it's 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 a different beast. One day. I do want to see it. It'd be a lot of fun. I tried to get you to go to that tour. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember that. After after I went I went with Austin, um I said I came back and I was like, yo, we gotta because I think they were playing up in Indy and I was like, We should get tickets. Yeah, you wanted to drive to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said no. <laughs> yeah, we should have done. I was like, if they do it at Louisville, that's fine. They're not gonna come back to what is that you don't make I know, any sense. Whenever an artist comes to Louisville, it's kinda surprising. Normally, they hit up Lexington, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. They usually avoid Louisville. And I don't know if it's because some kind of insurance or tax reason, but for some reason, they usually hit up Lexington, Cincinnati, or Indianapolis. I think they might have been doing Lexington. That or or there might be bigger. um, I think you can get bigger venues there, too, for some of the bigger artists. I think that's another reason they usually skip over Louisville. There's no way the Rupp Center is bigger than, than Yum. I've been to both. Well, they might have a bigger venue somewhere in that city. I don't know. I just know people go to Lexington before they go to Kentucky to I perform 90% thinking, of the I time. I think you're thinking of the years before Yum Center was built. Oh, it's been a while. Anyway. Check back next week. This is a long episode. This, is, this isn't how long the normal the shows the, the show will normally be. Oh, absolutely not. This is just, we had, we had. We had a good time. We spent a lot of money on this. Keep listening. Eventually, we'll go to another concert and we'll fill your ear with it. Yeah. Until then, have a good day. Drink water. Bye.